Hey, Juwan, Mark Kester here from the Players NIL. Welcome to my podcast. Uh, thank you for having me, Mark. Uh, it's exciting to be here. Um, when you connected with me, I said, hey, this is something we have to do, and I'm glad we're able to do it. Well, I'm, uh, I'm impressed with our uh, conversation last week, and I'm more impressed with, you know, your life, your story, um, you know, your successes and your failures, right? Because that's the way <laughs> yes. the real world works. Not everything's a straight line. Sometimes we have a little crooked arrow in there, you know, but uh, what we're going to do here at the Players NIL is try and, you know, give people an experience around the education of being an athlete, what it's like, what the journey's like, what you've learned. And so I'd like to share uh, with my audience today some of your stories and, and your current project, which is called madetoenhance.com. We want to plug that and we want people to go and check out that. So I have three questions for you. The first question is really simple. You know, tell me about your relationship with sports. You know, how did it start? When did it start? Tell me some of the stories about your journey. Well, I honestly believe it started before I was even thought of. <laughs> honestly, um, Growing up, I, I learned more about my, my grandfather, my grandmother. You know, my grandfather was um, very athletic. He was born in the 30s. But, you know, during that time, you know, you had to farm and, you know, you're not really in school. You had to work. But you're talking about stories of him being a great runner, a great swimmer, uh, strong as an ox. Um, it's stories about him being uh, uh, plowing the field. And he outworked the mule as a human. <laughs> so it's just great stories. And then my grandmother's side, you know, they're very quick and athletic. You know, they're known to be great wrestlers. And, and they little country town they're from. And, and then you go to my mother and father. They both were track stars, you know, uh, coming out of high school. Uh, it just didn't have the push, you know, in circumstances growing up, um, you know, in the 80s, you know, during that time, you know, um, no one really supported going to college. Just after high school, you go straight to work, you know, or for my dad instance, you know, working um, full-time job in 11th grade in, to provide. So um, I feel like it started there. And then I, mean, I heard stories of me at 18 months years old. I had to throw the football every night. It don't matter what time my dad got home from work, we had third of football. And particularly football was uh, Florida State because he's a big Charlie Ward fan. So I feel like sports was just in me uh, just to be athletic. And I was just fortunate enough to use that, what I was given, uh, God-given, and work my craft to get to the highest levels uh, of football, which is what's the NFL. That's awesome. So tell me about the first time you realized maybe I could do this. How old were you? <laughs> uh, I would say... Honestly, I would say maybe like 23, 24. Honestly. Wow. Okay. Late in life. Yes. And I tell I tell people all the time, I am a late bloomer. Like I was still growing at the age of 24. Literally. You know, uh, a lot of things, I, I don't know how, but I'm a late bloomer in a lot of things. Not saying I wasn't good at something, but just I hit that, you know, that extra gear later in life, you know. Um but yeah, later on, because I honestly was like, well, if I could do this, everyone else could do it. And that's how I was growing up. I, I never was the type of guy to be like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely this, you know, brass and all that other stuff. But as time went on, you know, I started realizing, like, hey, these guys really can't do what I'm doing. I'm doing it effortlessly. I'm like, wow, I really have something going. So I would say later on in life, I really realized. And when you were young, what sports did you play? Oh, man, I... um. I did everything. I did uh, basketball. Well, let's start off with this. I started for football. And then, you know, with the throwing, then I started asking my uh, 
my dad, because throughout the house, we'll do lunges. I didn't know why I was doing lunges at the time, but it was scripted on my list for what? Running. <laughs> so I would do lunges, and then I started asking my dad. I was asking stories about him, and he'll take me to the track. So me, my dad, and my mom would go to the track, myself volunteering, and it just let me run. Sprint straightaways, walk the curves. And then my dad said, hey, you want to try some hills? So I started running hills. So I started leading to the track. And then baseball came uh, just out of the blue. Uh, at that time, I think I was between seven to 10. I really did baseball. I tell people I had the earliest career. I retired at 10. I was so good. I retired. <laughs> couldn't, <laughs> but, hit, couldn't hit the curve, right? Couldn't hit the curve. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, baseball was going good. I mean, kid you not, at 10 years old, I was in the batter cage just knocking 80 out, like 80 miles per hour, like it's nothing. But however, the environment I grew up in, my friends, they wasn't gravitating to baseball. So as a kid, you know, my friends not doing okay. They're doing basketball. So I transitioned to basketball and I started teaching myself how to shoot by watching a movie called Above the Rim. Um, I taught myself how to shoot. Uh, I played basketball. I could jump high. I was dunking, what, seven, seven, eight grade at five, seven. You know, I mean, dunking it. So I knew I had something special and, and, you know, I just went from there. So it went to basketball, to football, track, then eventually just football, track, then just football. Yeah. So it sounds like your parents were a great influence and congratulations to them. They've raised a, a fine young man. Thank you. Was there a coach or a mentor during this period of time? And, and, and if there was, what were some of the lessons that you learned about that? Well, I have many coaches going through every level. I tell you that. But I'll always say my dad, my dad was always there, you know, um, from day one uh, until he passed. You know, he always there if it's at the gates of the field, never um, interrupting the coaches at all. But when we come home, say, hey, you know, you can do this. How you feel about today? You know, if I if I came home on my high horse, he'll let me know, like, hey, you could have did better. He like be your worst critic, love what you do, but also be your worst critic. So he knew how to balance me out. And I always would say my dad, because not only uh, inside the, the, the arenas, the fields, the gates, however you want to call it, um, my dad was my life coach as well. So I'll always say my dad, great father figure, and a person I always aim to be, uh, especially when I have children. Well, that's awesome and a great tribute to him. And I'm sure that he's watching somehow. And, and, and congratulations. So you have this unbelievable athletic genetic gift you figure out how to take advantage of it and it gets you to the nfl so you've left the dream of every kid that plays sports down in the neighborhood you know field or on the street but bring us to today in the real world and tell me what you're working on tell me about made and your vision for it and what your gets you so excited about it Oh, man, just you here talk about brought me chills. You know, that's why I really chill right here. You know, it, it's, it means a lot because it's 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 about life. And it taught me life lessons as I started this company. Um, it started after I got cut from the NFL. Now, I'm going to go back. So my dad was a, a bodybuilder, top 10 in the um, world. I mean, I won Mr. Florida, still hold the records for that, you know, and XYZ. And he was teaching me fitness and health then, right? So as life was going on, he was my, you know, my coach until about age 13. You know, you go to high school, you got your weightlifting, et cetera. You learn from there. So I took bits and pieces to create a business. Now, I didn't know what the business is going to be until I was released from Buffalo. And I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. 
How can I keep myself going? How can I turn this um, this situation into something special? Either I'm gonna make it a uh, stepping stone or a pity party. And I decided right then I'm gonna make this a stepping stone. So I'm driving by the hospital. I remember like it's yesterday. And I just turned down my radio at the stoplight. And I said, you know what? Why am I moping? Someone is, is being born and someone has you know, transcended to the next life. And I said, you know what? For here on out, I'm going to make adjustments, delete excuses throughout life. And I'm going to keep pushing forward. And as soon as I said it, it hit me. And I didn't know. I mean, I'm just sitting in the car. I said, make adjustments, delete excuses. And that's when it took off. And the company is teaching others through health, wellness, fitness, um, how to persevere through life, you know, how to get through it. Do not find excuses throughout life. Just keep pressing forward. And it's, it's been helping me. And it ties back to, like I say, my grandmother, my grandfather, because I stay connected with my roots. And, you know, throughout their lifetime, they kept pressing forward. You're talking about my grandfather would be 87 this month and he still works in the field you know, uh, planting uh, greens, I mean, a plow in the field. My mother-in-law, um, she's going to be 97 this year and she's still climbing ladders and doing uh, XYZ. You would think she's just 60 years old. So it just tells me like you make adjustments, delete excuses throughout life and keep pressing forward. And that's what I'm using from my trials and tribulations to teach others, to keep moving forward, make adjustments and everything work itself out. Well, that's awesome. And it's a great story. And I can feel your passion. I can see it in your face. Your eyes get big and, and it's awesome. And uh, made to enhance.com is the website for those that want to go check it out and, and connect. And, and it's awesome. And look, you know, uh, life is difficult and it's a challenge, but you certainly have made the most of your opportunity. And uh, that's really what I, the players NIL is about is using athletics to better your life, to better the lives of the people around you. And you're a great example, a shining star in the world of athletics. And the reason that people should, uh, you know, get involved and support their community, you know, the same reasons that you're doing it. So with that said, my, my third question, my last question is, you know, this name, image, and likeness started last year, which allows college athletes and high school athletes in some states to profit from their name, image, and likeness. In other words, to be able to make money uh, away from their athletic scholarship and not jeopardize their athletic scholarship. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole new world and it brings all kinds of opportunities, but it brings all kinds of pressure. Uh, right. You know, young kids with money that they never thought they would have, little guidance, li little um, structure to what's going on. And so because of your journey, because of your experience, you're someone that kids can look up to. And uh, I'd just like to hear, you know, what advice would you give to young athletes today about life, about chasing their dream, about managing name, image, and likeness and making their lives better through that experience. You know, you want to stay true to yourself, you know, and, and most stuff you don't feel obligated to do something that you feel deep down in your gut you don't want to do. You know, we all have that gut feeling when something is wrong. We have a gut feeling something right. So you always want to trust that, you know, and make sure you, you're surrounding yourself around great people. You know, my dad always told me uh, a flower cannot grow with weeds around it. So therefore, make sure your garden is, you know, weeds around it, your soil is good, which means you surround around the right people, you're doing the right things, you know, you're treating everybody with respect. You know, it goes a long way. 
you know, they think, well, you know, if I'm young, you know, it'll clear up when I get older and, and X, Y, Z. But no, it starts now. You know, it's nothing wrong with just doing the right things. I tell I tell younger guys all the time and, and younger girls that, you know, when you do the right things, the right things will come to you. It may not come to you tomorrow or, or two weeks down the road, but eventually it will come because someone's always watching. And that's the key to life. Someone's always watching. That door that you want open may become open because what you did two or three years down the road because you was doing the right thing, you know, treating people with kindness, you know, even if someone or, or a situation brings on um, turmoil and they try to pull you down, you know, just be the, the bigger person, smile through it and get through it. And just know that, like I always say, great things will come to those who are doing right. You know, great advice. And it comes from an authentic place. And, uh, you know, you didn't have to read a script. You know it, you live it, uh, you breathe it. You're a shining example of it. You know, I had a coach a long time ago tell me if you take care of the little things, the big things take care of themselves. Absolutely. And it's, and it's the same way. And, you know, in today's world of social media and the eyes always there and, you know, there are probably things that people got away with 25, 30, 40 years ago that you can't get away with, which is a good thing, maybe in a bad thing. <laughs> But someone's always watching. Great advice, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I think you're you're right on. And Juwan, I just want to you know say thank you for this short conversation and for your advice. And you know, it's a great honor for me to have you on the Players NIL podcast. And uh, before we uh, say goodbye, any parting words or any last minute messages to the audience? Uh, just just continue whatever you're doing. You know, make sure you do it with confidence. You know, if it's decision making, make sure you're doing that with confidence. Erase any doubt. You know, and just main thing, just keep pressing forward in whatever you're doing in life. I know at times you, you know, for instance, for those that may get this big uh, contract or a big endorsement by someone or get more attention, and this other person say, "Hey, I deserve this." Don't look at it with with that. Just just stay in the moment. Keep doing what you're doing. Put your blinders on. Stay focused stay in tune with that light at the end of the tunnel and your time will come your time will come so just stay patient and continue to move forward well juan harley you are a shining star you're a beacon of energy and enthusiasm we love that we want people to go to made to enhance.com we want it to be a great successful venture and we want you to be able to touch many lives and i thank you for being on the podcast today and i was going to say also so if you don't mind uh, also, my personal website, if anyone want to know more about me personally, is jawanharley.com. You'll find my whole uh, resume, what I'm doing uh, on a day-to-day basis through that website. And madetohands.com is uh, more of my company. So you'll see what I'm doing on the in the health world and everything. Yeah. Well, perfect. We want people to go there and take a look. So thanks again and have a great day. All right. Thank you. You too.